This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast, where our goal is to connect our listeners to local captains, charters, lure makers, bait and tackle shops, and local talent to help everyone become a better angler. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you like, subscribe, share, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platforms, and also on our newest platform, Waypoint TV. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast and on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers. Uh, to keep up with any of our upcoming guests. Now, enough of me rambling. Let us get on with the show. As always, I have my co-host, Dan, here. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Looking forward to talking to uh, our guy here today. All right. Sounds good. Now, our guest today, I would say, is actually in most of the action, any of the fishing scenes, and knows what's the hot lure, the tackle, the bait, and usually what's feeding out in the water right behind us and during the week. He's usually the first person we see during a trip and always the last person we see at the end of the trip when we're weighing in fish. Uh, I'd like to introduce you guys, everyone, to Chris of Tight Lines Bait and Tackle in Summers Point, New Jersey. How, How you doing, doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Yourself? Doing welcome, good. Welcome, up, welcome aboard, man. Yeah, uh, appreciate appreciate have, being on here tonight. Yeah, no problem. All right, well, yeah, before we even start, let's uh, tell us a little about yourself, your early influences into fishing, and if you had any really cool, memorable childhood fishing moments. Uh, grew up fishing, obviously started when I was four to six years old with my father, uh, started getting into the freshwater scene. I would say by seven or eight fish, some local tournaments down in the, uh, South Jersey area used to fish lakes, Lake Assinpink, Delaware river, largemouth bass, stuff like that. Uh, started fishing the South Jersey shores from that point on till, till now, obviously, uh, memorable, memorable times were probably down in Cape May off the rock jetties. Uh, me and my dad used to go down there and, you know, get some big blues, some nice stripers, weak fish were running back then. I'm 45. So back in like the, say the early nineties and late eighties, them, them tie big tide runners were running like, like unbelievably. So they're, they're pretty memorable times that I have, um, uh, going down there and then kind of got into the scene later in life. Uh, uh, I've had this business for 16 years now between a bunch of smaller shops and what I have now. But uh, 
yeah, I, I'd say uh, I've been fishing my whole life. I, I don't get to fish as much as I, I'd like to anymore, uh, but uh, certainly am around the action and can help people figure out where to go. Sounds very good. I really like that. Um, so, so you weren't born and raised in the area. You just been fishing. Yeah, I, there, right? I've, I've been living in, I live in Ocean City and my store is obviously in Summers Point. I've been here for, I've been here for 18 years, but I was born and raised in like Medford area. Um, so it was, you know, I was only like 45 minutes to LBI. I used to go to take a lot of LBI trips and fish Island beach and fish that whole area for stripers growing up. And, uh, would also come down this way and jump on boats and, and get into the flounder scene. But, uh, yeah, I've been fishing. I fished really hard early on in my life. And, uh, you know, again, you know, it's like anything you start doing it for a living and you kind of tend to do a little less of it, but, um, I still can appreciate it and enjoy the sport very much. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. a lot of us do appreciate like tackle shop owners that previously were really hard fishermen. So they kind of understand that there, there, oh, yeah. there are tackle shops out there. People just kind of like, they got some money and then they just take over business, but they don't really understand fully like right. the background yeah. like most of us are and all they're all yeah. they are all they're about is just you know making money and just sure. stuff like that but they don't understand sure. from the fisherman's perspective you know right and it's right. good to yeah. always have yeah it's always good to have a guy like you you know with the background and also to understand where we're coming from sure 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 yeah take a lot of pride in making sure everybody you know has the gear and understands what to do with it all right now well let's talk about your business establishment you have here in summer's point how did you come about owning the tackle shop like in such a pristine area um it was a long it's a long story but um I got into this this is my uh, 15th year if you really go go back in time and i owned a company called 24 7 bait that a lot of people know or knew um had three different locations for that um started out in ocean city went through a bunch of failures and successes um to get me to where i am today but uh, typically, honestly, started out of my truck, uh, going into pier areas and just walking up to people, teaching them how to tie knots, teaching them how to release a fish properly. And just kind of anybody will test like just I was like uh, just on the piers constantly and running up and down the beach and started like, you know, getting bait and, and putting it together. Got a small location in Ocean City, which didn't work out so well, um, but. It gave me the ability to, to, to run around and, and meet people. Then when I finally got a successful location in Egg Harbor Township at the time where the first 24-7 was set up, um, all those people stayed loyal and all those people are loyal today. I mean, it's been 15 years of this and they see where I've come from and where I'm at now. So, you know, it's 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 pretty uh, unique. Well, that, that jumps perfectly right into my next question. Um, how important is it to you to have a relationship with your clients that come in, whether they're been with you for 15 years or if they they just walked into the shop for the very first time sure yeah i mean it means everything again anybody who knows me um knows that i pretty much answer my phone i've been doing this for 15 years i answer my phone pretty much all night long because i of 24 7 bait but it, whether you're a, a pure fisherman whether you're an offshore fisherman almost i have i have uh, six seven thousand phone numbers in my phone in my cell phone and people i'm on a personal basis with a lot of customers um, a lot of people will call me directly on my cell phone, uh, offshore tuna fishermen, um, local guys, they just call me directly and I'm always there, whether it's through a text or a call, but it, it means everything. I mean, the loyalty that we both show each other is, is, is amazing, really. Um, it's gotten to me where I am today. So, you know, I can only be thankful for that. 
Chris, do you find that your shop has more um, of your loyal customers or do you see a lot of like the tourist type customer coming in? Uh, we have we have a mixture of both. We we have a lot of tourism as well. Um, you know, we're obviously we're we're off Night Street Bridge in Ocean City. So, you know, to get into that island, you got to go through there or 34th. So and aside from that, last year we were gold uh, gold winner for Atlanta County. So we won best of. So we were, you know, a lot of that gave us a lot of press as well for tourism because they see it everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the store is, is, is close to ocean city right off the bridge. And it, what's nice is the back of it. You can pull up by boat as well. So we have signage all over the rear and the front. So guys that are just cruising through on their boats, just normal tourism, summer people come by and they see bait and tackle signs. They pull up to our dock. They walk through the rear of the store, they're right in the store. So we get them from both sides, from the road and from the bay. Can't yeah, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, did you, that. We did that like three weeks ago. We stopped in real quick with the boat. We pulled in and uh, yes, yeah. I sent Johnny up to go pick up some green crabs. Just uh, we were yeah. just we were goofing around looking for tog, but yeah, sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 nice to be able to to do that as well, you know. And and guys run out of bait or guys, you know, we're open five a.m. So for us, it's like I don't know of too many other places that are open at five and and close at ten. But, um, you know, to the ability to pull up to a dock any point in the day is just is pretty strong as well as, you know, just being able to drive in. But, yeah, we're close enough to the bridge to answer your question that, you know, anybody going in Ocean City at this point pretty much knows us after as long as we've been there. Um, so I would say I, I would say in the summertime, I would say, you know, a lot of the locals that are fishing stripers in the spring and, and the fall aren't really summer fishermen, a lot of them. So I would say our tourism amount is probably like 75% in the summer where 25% of locals fish coming into our store. But then when the spring and fall come, I would say reverse it's about 75% to 25% at that point, uh, tour, uh, locals to tourism. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. The, uh, the times that you are open 5am to 10 that's, yeah. that's very rare to find a shop. Like yeah. most shops are like five, six o'clock, they're done. And then if anything, maybe some shops are open at 5 a.m. But like, you know, 5, you know what 5, 5 a.m. for us is like very important for a fisherman. Yeah, absolutely. People like to fish, guys like to fish early. And then the other aspect is the later part, which is important as well, because you look at people get off work five, six o'clock, especially like a large portion of our customers come from Philly. So, you know, they get done, they call, uh, the weather looks good. We, uh, we do the, you know, if people aren't on my Facebook, uh, Tight Lines, Bait and Tackle North, we do a, a daily um, video, which I don't know if you're on there and you see, but every single day we go over the tide, the weather, and we show a video of our store and show the, a video of the actual bay um, from, from the rear of the store. And you can see what kind of day you're, you're facing at that point. So a lot of these guys come down from, uh, Philadelphia, they see our video, they're like, wow, they're open till 10. And, you know, we get new customers. You know, I would say today I met 15 to 20 new customers, even on a bad day, because people just word, word of mouth spreads. And these people from all over the, the, the whole area from Cape May up to LBI, we get them all the time because we're open. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched your videos pretty much a good amount because I always wonder what the back of the bay looks like. The weatherman says sure. one thing, and then yeah. live video of what it looks like back there is another thing. <laughs> Dan, exactly. would, Dan would know that. Dan would know that specifically yesterday. Yes, I've gotten blown up on three times in a row on my yeah. kayak, and none of it was called for. None of it. Right, right. Well, it's funny. Like, my guy, we just left work, and 10 minutes to 10, we're closing. And he's telling me he's going sharking because we went out back to get ice for the morning and uh, the bay was flat calm. 
we left at 10 and it was about, I would say 15 miles an hour <laughs> within, within 10 minutes. It was, it was insane. So even the video really doesn't justify the night because it obviously is going to can change and probably will change. But uh, just the fact that they can call and find out, you know, gives them ammo to get down here. And, and these guys appreciate that we're open at 10 and they can come in from Philly and, and have a good night and go back and do their thing the next day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. So when does your season at the shop officially start and when does it officially end? Or are you just like all season long? Well, we're pretty much busy all season long, but so what we do is the only two months that we, we used to close January and February because it's, you know, it's much slower than um, what we do now is we stay open on weekends on in January, February. So the perch bites is the, pretty much the first thing to start um, January, February start is pretty cold, obviously for stripers. You got cod guys that are fishing offshore. So they're buying clam. You got perch guys, the perch bite around our area is strong forever i mean it's 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 every month it doesn't stop um so that starts january and february march 1st comes striper opens and, and then it's just a melee at that point you know people have been sitting all winter but um to start that off we got striper fishing and we usually sell a lot of blood worms a lot of plastics we do a lot of plastics um and people are becoming you know more into throwing lures as they progress as a fisherman rather than using bait um, so we tend to sell a lot of that, that equipment, um, you know, as you, as you, as you get into April, May, you're still big in the striper at that point. Tog is a really good bite at that point. Um, and I think that shuts down, uh, what was it this year? Changes all the time. Uh, I want to say, when did Tog close? Uh, May 1st was it? May, yeah. May 1st, it shut down. Yeah, May, yeah. May, May 1st. Yeah. May 1st, it shuts down. We have a pretty strong spring Tog you know, it's more of an offshore thing. Obviously it's not going to be off the piers so much and, and whatnot. It's not until it reopens in August that we really see a big tog season. But um, at that point uh, we get into flounder. It's well, at, sea, at that point, sea bass will start and the sea bass spring bite is phenomenal. We get into flounder as, as uh, the season opens, which changes every year, obviously, but uh, in the May, but um, and that's where we are now at this point, you're still getting stripers at night. The, the shark fishing gets real good. We're selling a lot of equipment for, for uh, surf guys that want to catch a, you know, a shark, which obviously you're not allowed to target certain sharks, but um, you know, they do release them um, the right way. But uh, you know, at this point now, flounder will continue. We'll go into fall and then the best tog season starts and the best better part of the striper season starts for offshore guys. Anyway, our area here isn't quite like LBI. Like we don't have a huge surf, you know, our, our, the problem with our water is that it's very flat. Um, you know, LBI and those other places have nice drop-offs, 10 feet off the beach. We're kind of flat. Um, we do get, have a decent surf fishing, but it's not the best. Um, so it goes into a, a really good um, troll bite for striper. I would say by our season starts really late anymore. We don't get into a huge troll bite till I'm going to say conservatively in mid-November, more end of november but it's really strong for about a month of december um until striper closes at that point um but uh that's pretty much our season wrapped up we do have some interesting species like sheep's head that's become you know a, a pretty popular fishery um uh the tog has been very very good and, and more and more people are learning the tog and and you know in the in the fall we carry white leggers we carry green crabs we carry uh, sand fleas we carry um sometimes we get calico sometimes you know we try to really uh, 
you know, cater to that guy because it's, it's a great fishery. They, they keep the limitations pretty strong and um, it's become pretty, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good season all, all around. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, we're open pretty much all year. There's a time and place for everything during the year other than those two months, but we are open on weekends during those two months. Mm. All right. Well, that, that pretty much answered my whole section of questions for you, for, for you to, before you already went ahead and broke all that down. I was like, okay, he went, he already did that. Uh, the one question I had about that was, um, and you did speak about, and we're, we are, we, me, Dan, and a couple of our guys, we're obsessed with it. It's sheep's head fishing. Yeah. yeah. Sheep's head fishing. Now, how in the past, I would say, say four, three, four season, how mm-hmm. much did, has that, that boom picked up since it's this. it's pretty amazing so it's funny back when i was telling you when i used to roll them piers and kind of live and work out of my truck at that point in my life mm-hmm. um i used to go down to ocean city longport pier right there and i tell this story all the time to people but i would go to the end of the pier and there'd be a couple guys tog fishing and i'd see 10 11 pound sheep's head get pulled up and i'm not exaggerating we would weigh and I would, i'd have a scale on hand at all times and at that point, I'm like, what is this thing? Like, you know, I, I, I live in Florida in the winter um, for, for the two months that were uh, January, February. So down there, it's like any other fish at that yeah. point. Like it's 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 it, you catch them and they're almost like catching like a like a, a skate almost down there. It's crazy over here, though. And the difference is in Florida, they're small here. They're, they get monstrous and it's become this like crazy fishery and 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 uh you know, you get guys like Dan Schaefer who really evolved that part of the, of the, uh, of the, of the business. Uh, I mean, of the, of the boom and the craze because he does that charter and whatnot. And he's like a, he has that tog jig bottom sweeper and he's like, just turned it into this thing. And, and you got to give him a lot of credit for that, but you know, that has a lot to play with it, but I don't know if it's just, uh, increasing water temperatures and, 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 um, and just a longer, it seems, you know, any more, if I remember as a kid, October, stripers came in the water was cold in october it's it's still it's 70 degrees the water 68 degrees so i mean it's i think that's helping contribute to why it's it's so strong right now but yeah it's 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 crazy it's absolutely insanely increased uh, every year i mean i get guys calling every day now asking me about sheep's head do i have sand fleas you know where do i go to flip some rocks for crab and and you know and i sell the jigs constantly and we tie uh we tie rigs for people and 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 show them what kind of fluoro you might want to use in front of that jig or what type of you know we, we we cater to that guy as well so i would say it's i'd say it's increased every year by 15 percent. and at this point i would say it's 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 almost a, a, a true fishery i'm wondering like when it's going to really get regulated to be honest needs to happen now be honest yeah I, I it does yeah i mean it's it's i just don't want to see it i just don't want to see it uh to go backwards you know what i mean i i i think it's such an amazing thing and, and again these fish are big here it's not like in florida man we get like a two we get like a two uh you know a a, 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 a 10 inch uh sheep's head and over here you're catching you know five six seven pound sheep's head um one interesting thing was a guy came into our dock one day and uh hit the spearfish record for sheep's head um and that was i think it was 13 pounds so and that was a that was a spearfish record um but like you know just as something strange i was just like wow this thing lives down there which you know it's hard to believe that these fish are that big and this old that are still in this area when they just really started becoming prevalent recently um yeah um i mean the 
Jersey State record uh, was screen top. looks like it froze a little bit. You guys hear me? Yeah, we can yep. hear you. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, I mean but, the Jer- um, the Jersey sheep uh, the Jersey sheep record is 19 pounds, and that that was right off the Ocean City Pier, right by yeah. you guys. So I right. mean, they're they're yep. big enough. Exactly. I mean, five six years ago, it's amazing. We, yeah, five six years ago, me and Dan, I mean Schaefer, we've we've pulled up 13, 14, 15 pounders every day. You know what I mean? And broke them off every day too. So it's not like I mean, in the yeah. past five six years, I've we've seen the decline in bigger fish. Yeah, but we're getting a lot of smaller. Sure, fish. We, we're getting to two, three pounders, five, yeah. six pounders. But like the actual, the double digit ones, we're 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 rarely finding them. Yeah. Like like last year, I put three three double digits in the boat, but that's about it. Previous years, yeah, we could go out in a yeah. day and pick up three or four of them easily. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I think, like he was just saying, like where I think you've seen these younger fish. I think this is where these regs need to start mm-hmm. coming into place. You know, let's keep this thing going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you see, it, it, every everything gets so overfished anymore. I mean, fishing's become a, a, a pretty, you know, especially pan, with the pandemic. Yeah, fishing, it, you know, people. I, I I sell boats too, and um, you know, you can't get boats right now. Um, just like a lot of fishing gear, some some uh, more. Our store is pretty much mob packed, except for fishing reels. I mean, I got like Shimano telling me September. It's just certain things you just can't even get. But the the boom that's occurred from that pandemic has just been. Mm-hmm. insane I, people were sitting at home what can i do with my family you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go into a tackle store and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna learn this thing that i've had interest in you know for quite some time and uh it's pretty it's pretty unique uh it's a unique business because it's actually a really good business at this point during a during a national pandemic you know gotcha um so um i've been through your shop a few times and uh, you have a really really nice array of inventory for uh every type of fisherman actually um, let's really breeze through some of the sections you have at the shop mm-hmm. and to let the listeners know, like what yeah. type of stuff that you carry. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, I'm just kind of envisioning the store as you walk in, um, we have a monstrous bass assassin section for plastic guys that are freshwater or saltwater fishermen. Uh, I'm going to move through it quickly on the reverse yep. side of that. We have pretty much every skew of gulp you can possibly buy, um, we don't have everyone in stock at this moment because of, of, of uh, the whole COVID thing. It's yep. been tough getting things, but we have, but well, we have an awful lot. Um, it won't disappoint, put it that way. Uh, the next aisle we have is Lunker City and a lot of curl tails. The following aisle is a full 15 foot Z-Man um, uh, arsenal uh, at that point. Uh, across from that, we have like uh, hoagie lures, uh, Joe bags, um, a lot of plastic tsunamis, storm sheds uh, a lot of um boxed uh plastics as well in bins that are like striper candies and there's a million to go over kettle creek if i'm missing people it's just because i just can't i'm not looking at it but um up uh, across from that we have a monstrous jig head selection of pretty much every type of jig head you can possibly buy on the back side of that we have pretty much every bucktail you can buy from any company um uh rigs from you know every type of species of fish from flounder sea bass stripers uh surf rigs mullet rigs um a a, a large section of braids monos fluorocarbons um of pretty much every brand from yozurian cigar to to everything um going across from there we have a pretty large metal selection it'll be like uh, uh ava jigs Ho- uh, hopkins um 
a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't have as well. Um, so it's, I'd suggest people to, to come take a look at it because it's, it's, it's pretty interesting what we have. Um, across from there, the next dial down, I think is aisle seven, we have um, ne- oh, a huge terminal tack- tackle selection, whether you're a rig builder, um, whether you're a, f- a, f- a flounder rig builder, all different squids to create rigs, clevises, um, uh, pretty much anything you can name as far as terminal tackle is concerned. We have, oh, we have a monstrous hook selection, whether it's bulk pack or, or small pack um, from, from five major brands, VMC, Gamis, owners, mustads, um, as well as a, a large snelled area for all those hooks as well. Um, on the back side of that, we get in our lure areas. We have custom lures like Super Strikes to you know your typical bombers and and uh, SP Minnow type of lures and Yozoris and uh, Sabils and I can name them for quite a while. We have a three aisles of hard hard uh, hard lures um, as well as tuna lures. We have a lot of uh, Nomad and Nomad jigs and Nomad poppers and uh, uh, Magnum trolling lures. A huge area of uh, um, uh, what do they call mojos and umbrella rigs from Niners. And then we have a whole entire offshore room for tuna fishermen that we carry all the side trackers, all the, all the um, spreader bars, all the daisy chains, all the rattle chains, everything you can pretty much name. It's, 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 it's grown immensely. Uh, we, we opened this location uh, six years ago. And it's 5,000 square feet location. And I'm at the point where I can't fit a thing in it anymore. It, it's literally, it's literally filled to the top and we hear it all the time. Um, and that's the whole thing. I try to cater to every type of person and I hate not having something. So when something new comes out, I have to have it like the next day um, because that's just, I'm a, like a psycho like that. So, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's come an awful long way. You know, when we opened this store six years ago, we were trying to hang things to make it look that bigger than it was. And now I can't find a square inch to, to, to put anything more at this point. So it's almost like we need a bigger store, <laughs> but um, anything from a fret, I wouldn't say anything a freshwater guy needs, but anything a saltwater guy needs, whether he's in shore, I, we don't do a whole lot of fly stuff just cause I don't have the room. I'd probably get in that, but I do have fly tying materials um so we do have four or five different companies worth of of fly tying material and bucktail type materials um but uh yeah it's 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 loaded up man sounds like you got things pretty stacked up in there now yeah uh, one one question i have and you kind of shot it down because you don't have as much room to to, but what's it like for a new uh lure builder or uh, or lure maker to, to come into your shop and try and present I do it all the time. I mean, I figure it, I figure things out like, you know, our store up until two seasons ago, we had five, uh, five foot aisles, five foot tall. Now they're 10. So we doubled the height. We just keep going higher and we have 30 foot ceilings. So like I'm almost need one of them like library slide things yeah. that, you, <laughs> that you like slide down and have to like, like that's where it could go next. But if it ever, I, I don't, I kind of figure out like uh, uh, things come in and out, you know what I mean? So, so if, if something's moving slower, like for instance, once the, um, once the big striped bass trolling era of bunker spoons stopped because of the regulation, now you're not allowed to keep a big fish. Right. So now I'm selling way less bunker spoons. So that, that little area can turn into something that might produce way more and that people are going to want. So that might be like the next spot where I'm like thinking, all right, 
if somebody comes in with a new innovation that's going to sell well and people are going to want this this product i'm going to i'm going to cut my bunker spoon area down you know what i mean i'm just you just figure it out you know what i mean but anybody that has a nice product i i i buy you know what i mean it's as simple as that when i start hearing people talk about it and it's something you know what it is it comes down to something that's new it's something that's different you know anything different sells now you know we have a monstrous bucktail selection it's like you know i deal with 15 different vendors for bucktails and it's like all i want is somebody to come in and say to me sophie please all i wanted all i want is for somebody to come in and say to me like this is something different it's a different shaped head it's a different different cells you know what i mean it's a different it's a different thing so any lure maker that's listening or whatever i'm, I'm open to to hearing what you know you possibly have that might be a little different that that you think might sell in our store hmm. that's that's pretty uh that's pretty intense 15 different bucktail makers dude and... our bucktail section is insane i mean people people come in and they say they've never seen if you haven't been there people have never seen a bucktail selection like we have i mean it's it's every bucktail made pretty much i feel like it's it's and i make sure we're on it all every day i reorder like every two days just to make sure like they're there you know well i'm, well, I'm definitely stopping in tomorrow before i head yeah. out just yeah. to take a glance around. yeah yeah um, sure. but also what i've noticed in there when i've been in there is and i really do appreciate this is that the very vast variety of baits you have from live and yeah. frozen yeah. um yep. let's go through real quick of just what you carry because yeah. some, some of your live bait it's like very hard to find or yes. or hard to get yeah so um striper season starts um obviously aside from fresh clam and fresh bunker um we have live tanks and we have a lot of them uh we carry live spot which typically for for striper season and flounder season even we get yep. smaller live spot for flounder season if you come in on a saturday and there's a tournament going on you'll see guys with five gallon buckets the whole day i mean we saw a ton of spot um Live eels, we sell all year, um, whether it's for the early spring for striper fishermen who fish at night and they catch them. I, I have guys that still yesterday came into our store and had nice size bass that were 38 inches, just, you know, and and uh, they, they catch them on eels in 70 degree water. You know what I mean? At night, they do it all summer long. It never stops. So these guys just know something. They've been here for a while and they do it and they just know how to catch them. But aside from that, the spot um, sell real well. And then in the, in the summer, we sell spot as well for flounder guys. And that's how you get a big fish, you know, big bait, big fish. So um, we carry those as well. Tog season, we have a lot of different inter interesting baits. We carry white leggers, which a lot of places don't. We carry green crabs. We draw our water through pumps into our back systems. We have seven tanks. And it's drawn from the bay. So we don't have to replicate an environment. And I've done this for so many years. I've had stores that failed and I couldn't keep the bait right. You know, you want fresh bait, right? So you come in and you got it coming in from the water. If you don't have that water source coming in, then you have to replicate that environment and create a salinity in that, in that water. And it's never right. I've done it. I've tried it. I've tried it. I've lost so much bait. It's, it's ridiculous. So when I look to put in a store, that's what I look for is waterfront. And we're close enough to the inlet at that location where you're getting a high salinity. So the bait is just super fresh. But right now, for instance, we carry eels, we carry live spot, we carry really nice size minnows. Um, those are the three things in our live tanks um, right this second. But then we'll get like fresh live sand fleas pretty much every day or other day, um, depending on weather, obviously. Uh, for for those sheep's head guys, even while togs closed, we saw a lot of sand fleas. Um, 
moving into again striper sees uh, tuna season we sell the spot for them guys as well they come in and buy you know they'll buy 30 40 spot and they'll drop them down instead of chunking um they're just dropping lives down um but uh back to tog season white leggers green crabs um, at that point, it's striper season as well. In the fall, we'll have spot. We'll have um, we'll have uh, eels, and we do get certain things. Like we have had tanks of calicos. We've had tanks of um, Asians, Asian crabs. We've had. Um, it, it's 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 not always there, but we try to. I try to get it as much as I possibly can. But um, you know, aside from that, all the fresh, the fresh clam fresh uh fresh bunker we try to get every day even all summer long even guys that crab use fresh bunker they certain guys are like you know i want it fresh you know what i mean so we carry that as well um i'm trying to think of anything else really unique uh we we, we were carrying fiddlers last year but we had an issue as far as commercial guys needing to 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 catch those um so they kind of shut us down on that but um I'm trying to work something out right now. So I, I just, I'm constantly trying to figure out how to get, you know, exotic baits, you know, and that's what draws people. Oh, that's good. All those, all yeah. those baits, like I said, it's, it's a really vast variety of baits and some of them are hard to find. And the fact that you have them is incredible. So, um, I appreciate yeah. Um, being at a shop that's, you know, has been, has so many different people from every different walks of life coming in the shop. Um, you've got to have heard of some interesting stories or inter incredible catches that you weighed in at your shop. Yeah. I mean, one of them would be that story I told you earlier with, with, with that spearfished, uh, uh, sheep's head, which was pretty interesting fish. Um, we've weighed, I've weighed 90 pound Wahoo, which is a, a monstrous Wahoo out of that store. I've actually moved. I've had a, I had a, tr uh, here's an interesting story. A truck one time pulled up. And it was a bunch of offshore guys, and they had this monstrous um, swordfish in the back of the truck. I'm going to say it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 400 pounds. Okay, so I'm like, how am I going to weigh this thing, right? It's 400 pounds. So what we did was we opened, we have double door glass doors in the front of the building. We opened both double doors, and I actually had my guys like move out like a huge section of inventory. And a guy drove his truck into the middle of the store, and we got a... a um, uh, we used a, uh, a ratchet type strap and, and had it winched. So we, we had to crank, hand crank a 400 pound swordfish up in the rafters of the store because it was so long you needed the height. My scale doesn't have that much height. It's <laughs> oh. weighing normal fish. So in the middle of the store, there's blood bleeding everywhere. And we're, we're weighing a 400 pound swordfish in the middle of the store. And people are walking in buying bait and are just like, Oh, I mean, this is insane, right? Like you walk into a bait store, there's a 400 pound uh, swordfish. And this was later, it was like when the swordfish gets really good. I think it was like, let's say it was like September. Um, but uh, that was really interesting. Um, I, I have a bunch that I really can't think of the second. I'm trying to think of, uh, of another good one. Um, I mean, just obviously we, so we post all that stuff daily on our, um, on our videos and whatnot and we show pictures constantly but uh that one with the swordfish was probably the most interesting way that i weigh in that i ever had <laughs> it was pretty wild have you come up with a plan for a fish like that since yeah so now what we do is you can pull up by boat and we have these tall yeah we actually use so so summer's point marina is next to us obviously and uh they have um 
they have these giant tractors, I mean, uh, giant forklifts that they pick up the boats with. So now we'll actually like when somebody comes in with a flag and we see it coming through the inlet and they see the end of us, like we got this monster fished away. We weighed a 200 pound um, big eye by my, my worker Luca two days ago, but they'll like come in, um, they'll come and just forklift. Like you can pull your boat up and they'll forklift it up and put it on a wench and we'll chain it up and, and give you a measurement. I had to do that afterward because I'm like, <laughs> I can't go through this. And like people, it got a lot of publicity that fish as well. So it was like, I had to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was worth the while to do it once, but you don't want to yeah. do it. Oh yeah. I was like, I'll never <laughs> do that again. I mean, it was ridiculous. We were mopping the floor for like three days. <laughs> But yeah, it was the, pretty the, cool. The hoops you jumped through just to satisfy your clients. Oh, uh, right? yeah. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> but you know what? They come back. So so with the uh, everything that happened in the past year with all the shutdowns and whatnot, um, have you noticed an influx in the uh, the fishing industry? And are a lot more people taking up fishing? I think you answered this a little bit earlier, but yeah, you know, are, are a lot more people 100%. taking up fishing? A hundred percent. I mean, it's just, you know, I can't tell you how many people walk into the store and you know, all, all forms, you know, whether, whether it's just the simple guy with his kid who just like, man, I've been, I've been thinking about taking my kids fishing and, you know, this pandemic really, really put me in a place where I'm sick of being in the house. And it's like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to teach my kid how to fish. And I get people that have never held a rod in their life, you know, and they come in and I'm like, all right, let me show you what you got to do. Let's start here. And, you know, most of them have stayed fishing. I mean, it's amazing. The, the reaction is just, I think that's the most incredible part is that, you know, the reaction that you get, they're like, wow, I've been missing out on this amazing thing. Like this is, and they're like, they're, they're addicts. It's like, they come back and they're like, I can't believe this wasn't in my life at one point. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it really has the industry is just taken it. It really jump started the industry. Um, and, you know, before that pandemic, there were some businesses that were, you know, somewhat hurting. And then uh, this really helped a lot of business. I hear I hear it all the time. So and I don't see it going anywhere. You know, I, I really don't. I, we're, we're busy every day. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's if it's terrible weather. They're coming in, buying tackle and asking questions and figuring out, you know, where they can take their fish to the next level. So. Now, I, now, one thing I noticed, I, I talked to a lot of tackle shop guys in my in my mm-hmm. travels. And they all dealt with the uh, with the challenges of inventories and such. But I, I yeah. found like uh, with with guys like your shop and uh, mm-hmm. one of the other shop we had on our on our show recently, mm-hmm. uh, the smaller guys have been doing a little bit better getting the inventory quicker. Um, yeah, I, I don't some- know what the reason is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the reason. I just feel like yeah, some of the small like I know for me, like I've been, I was buying stuff all winter. You know what I mean? Like I knew how good last season was and I'm like, I need to be loaded. Like, right. I don't want to, I don't want to run. I think the worst thing as an owner for me, at least the way I take the way I handle it is like, I, I can't stand to say no to somebody. Like I don't have it. You know what I mean? And you know, that to an extent, you, you don't always have everything, but again, like I, I try to pride the whole business and making sure that inventory is there, you know? Yeah. I, I had some pretty negative dealings like with the tackle direct and J and H mm-hmm. last early yeah. in the pandemic. And mm-hmm. it was some of the smaller guys that saved my butt. On yeah 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 man you know it's, it's like some some sort of yeah it's 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 pretty neat um you know forming relationships with all these people from all over and you know if you can yeah somebody comes in or like please tell me you got this uh you know then uh, the shimano saragos or, or shimano stratic for this rod and 
when you have it, it's just great, especially at this time of year, at this time, for, particularly because of that pandemic. It's just really hard to get things. Our, I would say our stores is very, very stocked, but our, our weakest area is positively our real, real section. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's pretty, I would, I would consider it weak at this point, but the rest of the store is really good. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so. so my other question was, like, do you feel that the internet has even put a damper on like small mom and pop shops like yourself? I don't think it does to the mom and pop shops. I mean, you know, you have these bigger places like Bass Pro Shops and whatnot. Yeah, of course, the internet hurt the, the, the sale of reels and rods and stuff like that. But you know what? You don't get the information that you get from them kind of places. You know what I mean? Like we like again, we won best of in our area for Atlantic County, you know, you have, you know, you have tackle direct, you got Bass Pro Shops. Um, and, and we beat out them, them companies. And it's just because of the customer service, you know, you're not going to get that. And I love, you know, I'm friends with tackle direct and whatnot, you know, they're, they're people that I know. Um, and, and it's just different because, you know, they're selling on such a grand scale on the internet and, you know, our, our, our business is completely, um, you know, fabricated from from in-store in experience so you know i hear it all the time guys are like look i could go to bass pro and go buy this reel but i come to you because you're going to give me good information and you're going to tell me how to use this product and 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 i can depend on that so i think the mom and pop shops if anything are doing better at this at this point because of that you know what i mean the the internet yes it could hurt it, it hurt some people but i feel like if you take pride in the business and you and you teach people something their loyalty remains. I, I think personally from what I've seen is the, the businesses that were already in a great deal of trouble um, that were already looking to, to fault that were going to falter did anyway. And the, the yeah, ones right. that were left behind were the stronger of the bunch. Exactly. So. Yeah. And then it's really, it's all comes down to like, you know, we have a lot of stores in our area. You know, there's a lot of stores if you think about it. Um, and, and, and some fell out and some stayed and, and, you know, again it's all about customer service right i mean if you walk into my store and i can teach you something or i can give you some good information and you go out and catch a fish you're not going to hear that at bass pro shops you know what i mean you're gonna they're gonna sell you something it's a kid behind the counter he may not have ever fished you know so that that's the difference coming into a, a mom and pop store i feel totally agree yeah, yeah totally yeah. agree i mean a lot of times yeah. we a lot of times we walk into mom and pop shops you know tackles like yours and we we're there just to just to talk. Sometimes when I'm in yes. Brad Taco, we'll stop yeah, and yeah, pick up sure. a couple of small things and we'll just, it'll just be small shop talk. And you, yeah. you can't do that in like a bigger chain store. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's no. just the relationship yeah. with these small little shops. It's what's, it's what counts. Yeah, I mean, and, it and, is. The, and the tackle and the stuff is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty easy going guy, but like with my employees, I tell everybody, it doesn't matter what somebody buys. It doesn't matter what kind of car they drive in. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Cause, cause all that matters is the reputation and the word that comes out of each and every person. So I feel like it doesn't matter if a guy walks in and buys a crab and bunker, then the next guy, but spends a thousand dollars on a rod and reel. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the guy that's spending $2 is going to get treated the same. Gotcha. Here's the best part. I like that. Um, and I really respect you and a, a few other shops in the area too, that um, you guys don't burn the spots you guys respect locals yeah. too you yeah, guys you guys give out helpful information when it's needed yep. and you'll yep. send new clients to certain yep. popular areas but like those local spots that are local for a reason that hold good fish you guys yep. won't burn them publicly just for a few extra dollars and we now yeah and it's, us not, as, it's not worth it to me because the local guy 
has spent his life creating that spot. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. Listen, you know, you, you start fishing and I feel like you, you start somewhere and like anything else in life, you progress and you learn and then you create your own, your, your, your forward life from there. So the point is, is like, in my mind, if, if a guy who's never fished before, he doesn't deserve to have that spot yet. Do you understand? Like, so, so for me, it's like, I'm going to send him down to the local fishing pier where he can still catch a fish and he can still catch a nice fish, but it's going to be a more of a public thing where, you know, I'm not going to spot burn somebody because that's going to hurt my business. And I don't agree with it. You know, that, that's just the bottom line with that. Yeah. I mean, in, in our world, we, we appreciate you not selling your soul to sell bait. That's, no, it's not. Uh, it's, we, I'm going to sell it regardless. Yeah. It's we, not, we, I don't need to. We yeah, see you know a I mean? couple towns north of you. There's a couple yeah. of those prominent tackle shops that that's all they do. And it's, it, yeah, I hear about it all the time. And I'm like, people thank me all the time for it. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't, I don't need to know your spot. All, all I want to know is, you know, are you catching fish? I don't I don't ask people where, you know, can you tell me where you caught that? That's, that's your, it's private. That's your business. You know what I mean? So. All right, cool. Uh, so what do you think the future will hold for tight lines, bait and tackle and any future plans for the shop that you could share with us? Um, as far as the future, um, you know, I, I, I just, I want to, as always, I just want to progress as far as always carrying the proper stuff. I don't know if there's ever another store in the future at this point, I'm not positive on that, but um, you know, I just want to keep it again, gold, gold winner. I just want to keep it there every year. You know I mean? That's the objective here and to make people happy and, and uh, you know, the whole experience of fishing, keep it going. And at the same time, you know, conservation is huge. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I get guys that come in and are like, you know, I can't stand this. I'm not fishing no more because of this regulation. And I'm like, well, man, it's, this is the future of this. You know, you want your kids to catch them. You want, you know, it's, it's important. I don't want to, I don't want to see something die out. I mean, I'm as much as I'm a fisherman, I'm a humanitarian as well. You know, I don't want to see a species die out. That's not right either. So I, I feel like um, what I'd like to do is just make sure that people handle fish properly, have a good experience in my store and continue to come back. And at the same time, make sure that this thing goes on for long past long, long, long beyond when I'm alive. So yeah, we're going back to us talking about the regulations for the sheep's head. That's that's a huge point right there. I, I don't want to see them go. Any, I I talked to a charter captain yesterday who rolled up to a kayaker that had twelve of them on a stringer and was right. still fun. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. just that's just unconscious. It's, like, it's, it's just, just, yeah. Is that necessary? You know, I mean, it's it's they only do it because they can right yeah, now. And I mean, that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying you know. And I I hear it. Listen, I gotta I gotta as a business owner, you have to shut your mouth, you know, when you hear things sometimes and it sucks because I want to, I want to come out and be like, yeah, dude, you shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And I do, I do it to a point if I see negligence, but like, you know, guys walk in and they're like, dude, I'm, I'm here to kill fish today. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. and I'm like, all right, you know, it's, I get it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, do you, are you kill? do you need to kill more than what you need? You know, the, the, the funny, the conversation I have with people often is like, fishing for food is never going to be the cheapest option to put no, the table. No. <laughs> i like tell that. people straight out i'm like go dude the crab trap is right down the street it's phenomenal yeah. for a hundred bucks you're going to eat you and your family you're going to eat like kings and chances are you're going to spend 50 to 70 today if you're not geared up and you might not catch anything right you know then they come i hear it all day you, you know i went to this spot and the funny part is like somebody comes in i went to this spot today and i didn't catch anything 
they come in and they look at me and I'm like, okay, what are you, what are you saying? And I'm like, <laughs> you realize that the best fishermen I know don't catch every, every day. They don't catch, they don't catch, they might not catch in two weeks. The best fishermen I know that fish every day, do you know what I mean? Or fish as much as they possibly can. And I'm like, that's the difference. Like the, the, the saying fishing and catching, right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a different thing. You got to love the sport and you got to love being out there regardless if you catch, it's nice when you catch, it's nice to bring a, it's nice to eat a filet of something that you, that you might bring home, but you know, you got to love the sport too. I mean, that's yeah. what an angler, that's the difference between, you know, an angler and somebody who just wants to eat, you know, that that's, that's one of the biggest problems I have is people, well, I gotta, yeah. I gotta put food on the table. Well, that, that is never going to be the cheapest way. No, no, no. no matter how you, even if you're digging worms no. in your own garden, no. that's never no. going to be the cheapest. If you spot. need to put food on the table, go to the store. Yeah. yeah pretty if much. You need that's to, it. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that there's, there's no, there's no better or easier way for that matter. I mean, damn, cheaper every, way. every time I go fluke fishing, I'm buying four or five packs of gulp and I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, wh- anymore. Look at bucktails. <laughs> I mean, bucktail, bucktails are, are five to eight yeah. to $10 a piece. Now, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to love the sport. Yeah. You know, it's not a cheap sport. Yeah. Maybe for the guy who just buys a pack of hooks and throws a piece of bunker out, maybe he's got it that way, but you know, that's us type of anglers that are, are more, more serious into the actual angling for the part of it. I mean, you can you could go eat for for a you could go eat for a year for what you could spend in a season. You know what I mean? Probably more than that. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, probably probably yeah. more than that, and just gulp for crying out loud. Right, exactly. I, did I get guys? I have I have I had guys come in. I got I had a guy come in today who was asking for three hundred packs of gulp. Three hundred packs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I, I have it. I can give it, I, I, but I, you know, I'm like, I'd rather you place that order separately and let yeah. me order that in for you because you're right. just going to deplete my section. But this is, this is the craze of gulp we're talking about here. Yeah. You know, uh, they're afraid there's going to be a shortage. And I mean, yeah, I there's, like, go, there's going to be a shortage. There's no yeah, question about it. Yeah. Cause right? I, might, I myself keep pretty much that kind of size gulp. Like I have a five gallon bucket. Full of gulp. <laughs> yeah. Full I know. Gulp, literally. And it, it, it's, it's it's a phenomenon. It's been, did I've been using gulp for before people even knew about gulp. I've been using it for 15 years. You know what I mean? It's like, I remember as a kid, I mean, I'm 45. I'm going to say when I was in my late twenties or early, maybe 30 or whatever, fishing with my dad and him being like, what the hell is that? You know, what is that stupid thing you got there? He's got, you know, he's the old school minnow, big, big, big minnow minnow guy. guy. And I'm like, like, and I'm pretty cocky at this point. I'm like, dad, I'm going to kill you today. And he was like, you're out of your mind. And I outfished him five to one. And ever since that day, he's never opened his mouth about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just like, he can't believe it. And he sees what we sell, how much of it we sell. And, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it's changed fishing for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, one day I feel like, you know, the way these regs are going, I feel like one day it's going to be an artificial game. It's, I guarantee it. I can, I can see it. It might not be very soon um but i can see how hard it is to get mackerel i can see how hard it is to get bunker i can see it this stuff isn't that easy to get anymore and i'm telling you you know it's and that'll it's going to upset some a lot of a lot of bait fishermen but i can tell you right now one day we'll be an all artificial sport i know it i know it. it's gonna have to make some adjustments yeah man i mean it's it is what it is if there's you can only take so much out of that that uh, beautiful piece of water before it's you know it's just the reality. Yeah, before it's just the reality, man. Yeah. You know? 
Now we've we've already gone through the business end of things. Uh, now for us and the listeners, we want to know Chris as an angler. Now, do you get out as much for personal fishing for yourself? Uh, Michelle's laughing right now in the background <laughs> because <laughs> because all I can say is thanks, thank God, people uh, that are my customers don't fish like me <laughs> because I don't fish hardly. That's anymore, and that's just because for a couple of different reasons, because I'm around it all day. So I kind of live through my customers with it. And it's like anything. It's like the, the it's like the shoe salesman who's got bad soles on, on, on his, on his shoes. You know what I mean? You do it all day and you live through all these customers and you don't, you, I get done and I don't want to talk or see fish, talk about or, or fish. So that's not to say that I never fish. Cause I do in the winter when I'm in Florida, I just don't fish a lot in Jersey anymore. Um, and and I, I, I do have a boat and I'm probably going to start fishing a little more than I have in the last few years. And I, I went through struggles with the business in the beginning and, you know, it took a long time to get here. So I do want to start doing it a little more. Um, but I'm a pretty good angler. I've fished my whole life, but I just haven't been fishing much in the last like five years. Let's say. Gotcha. So when you do fish and if you ever get a chance to fish, yeah. What are your um, some of your favorite species to target? I mean, this uh, is weak in, fish. This weak is in, fish, yeah, okay. This is including Florida too. So whichever way, yeah, you yeah. Go. Weak, weak fish for sure in Jersey is like where if when when I start fishing again, I'm going to go back to the old school um, white bucktail with purple worm and start bucktailing weakies like I did when I was a kid. Uh, I like that. I do like the flounder fish to be honest. I think I think flounders. I'm brutal brutal species as far as fighting power you know what i mean i just feel like them things are them things are nasty man tog i i never because i fished so much as a kid i never togged that much you know what i mean like it wasn't that big of a species like it's just monstrous now i think i would get into uh, togging a little more down in florida um oh and i'm positively going to get start sheep's head fishing i mean that's going to be like that's that elusive creature that i need to like get in that 10 pound mark um so I'm positively there now down in Florida, um, I catch sheepies like, like, like I said, but they're, they're much smaller down there. Oh, you know, yeah. You yeah, yeah, it's like night and day. Um, I would say down there, probably more going to target, um, maybe some more redfish, maybe some more snook, stuff like that. You know, snook is an interesting fish. They're, they're an elusive fish. I mean, you can throw 10,000 things at a snook and it laughs at you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's got to be right. And sometimes it comes down to, 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 to your leader. You know what I mean? It's like, they're smart fish. Yeah, they're, so I probably yeah. will start, I probably will start getting into that a little more. Um, you know, as I get older, I'm not much, I, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care so much about going a hundred miles offshore anymore to, to tuna fish. So it's probably the offshore thing is probably less of what I'll do. Um, I can appreciate it at all times. And I love it. A, a, a nice fillet of tuna obviously but um but uh i probably will do less of that um but yeah pretty much that and i'll tell you what else i'm going to do a lot of is, is freshwater fish i grew up as a freshwater fisherman i love throwing lures i barely throw bait I, you know i'm all about creating a strike um and i think a good portion of why i'm a pretty decent saltwater fisherman is because because i threw lures at six years old and threw bait casters and you know, learn that whole style of, of creating a strike. And, uh, that's where our, that, that's what really works for me is, is making that happen. Um, maybe dabble with some lure making and, and catch something. I think, I think you said you were a fly fisherman. I, I really, really want to start getting into that. It's, it's, I think uh, if there's one thing, if, mm -hmm. I think if there's one thing that I haven't done in my life when it comes to fishing, I think it's going to be fly fishing. 
Yeah, it's a uh, fly fishing is a very addictive kind of obsession. Once it you is. get into it, there's no turning back out. Yeah, so. it is. Mish, grab Sophie. Sorry, my dog's yelling yeah, at me right now. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all about the, the, the thought of, of tying a fly. And I, I can't imagine there's something better than catching a fish on your own fly. I just can't. Yep. And that area, that area right behind your shop, you, you have some prime, you have some yeah. prime time fly. Nowhere else is backside of Corson's, man. There's, did you ever see that at six o'clock at night, man? There's soldier of fly fishermen. I haven't gone back to look. Soldiers of fly fishermen from six on in the clam beds. They throw them flies or they're, they're, they're lined up like soldiers wow, and they crazy. catch some, they catch nice weak fish, man. Real nice weak fish. So that, that's that's my ultimate goal is to catch like a nice weekie on a on a fly. Cool. That's good. That's that's pretty much my goal for every fish possible. Right, right, exactly. Once yeah. you get a fly, like every fish you ever caught now becomes a news target species for you. Hundred percent. I can totally see it. So um give us your top favorite three species to hunt down. You said weak fish. Now where is weak weak I would say weak fish. Um it used to be stripers, but I'm not so much into stripers anymore. I mean it's not that I'm not. I can appreciate going out and throwing plastics and and and, and lures. If I'm striper fishing, I am positively fishing from in the back bay or or off a side bank and I'm mm -hmm. throwing plastics with super light gear. Like I am not the kind of guy who's going to go trolling for 50 pound stripers with heavy gear that I can't feel. You know what I mean? Again, I'm a freshwater guy. So I yeah. grew up so I need, my whole theory is as light as possible and as light and as the lightest possible line you can use. Um, yeah. So I would say, I would say weak fish, sheep's head. And I'll tell you what, I, I, here's another one that I, I didn't mention. I would love to catch a cobia. That's on all of, that's on all, I think that's on all our bucket lists. Yeah, is that that's on my bucket list for sure. I mean, we have them, right? We have them offshore. Uh, in our, yeah, in our man, I, so that was a part of what I was telling you about the eels that I saw in the summer. I saw a lot of eels for cobia guys. I mean, they're 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 throwing that they're throwing into them pots for mahi. Mm -hmm. Them cobias come up, and you got to throw like a big uh, feather jig into them or yeah. a live eel. They say yeah. they won't touch. It's like a snook. They won't touch anything. Yep. That's, so, that, that's but, what uh, I hear too. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with, uh, for the rest of my life at this point, I'm going with M3 fish in Jersey, in Jersey. Yeah, with, yeah, Jersey. We'll work with that. Uh, do you have any bucket fishes that have eluded you so far? That's the cobia. That's the cobia. Yeah, that, that's the fish. cobia, man. I have, ne I have never caught a cobia. I've never caught one. They're becoming more prevalent in our area. Um, and again, it has still water temperature, I'm sure. But um, that that's that's the one. And if I could ever catch one on a big fly, then I would be I would be awful happy. Uh, any memorable fishing trips you've ever had through you through the years, or if you could take an ultimate fishing trip anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't really. Well, here's a, here's another fish. Um, I, I would probably go down to South America and try to get a peacock bass. Um, not that I, you can't catch them in Florida. There are some in Florida, but I, I've always, uh, such a beautiful fish. Um, and they get nice size. So I would probably go down to South America. Maybe that would be one trip. But I don't really care to like travel to fish. I feel like our fishery here is phenomenal. I mean, we have a great fishery between on the East coast of the United States. We have a tremendous fishery. I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't need to go to California to catch a black fin. I don't need to go to like, you know, I feel like between New Jersey in the summer, 
or for the for eight months with all the fishing that we, all the fish the type of fishery we have, and then getting down to Florida, maybe getting a little diff couple different species. It's all I need. Um, but I would say if there's one trip I'm going to take, um, I would go down to South America and, and peacock bass fish. Like that's that them. would be and get one of those tank monster peacocks on the top water. Right, exactly. Just some of those slant. some of those videos are incredible. They're man. incredible, man. They're they're so they're so beautiful, you know. I mean, of course, you know, everybody wants to go to Cabo and catch sailfish and this that, but I'd rather do that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'd not so much do... in, I'm not much into the sailfish thing, but like uh you know, I'll do like maybe Christmas Island for like GTs. Yeah, you know, that makes Just sense. Stuff, yeah, you know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, Prince, sailfish. Prince Edward, Prince yeah. Edward Island for giants. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Dan, do you have any other last questions before we start wrapping things up? No, I mean, Chris has been great. I, I've had a few that I've interjected here and there, and he's he's kind of nailed it down. So, he's been right on, man. Oh, Very cool. cool. Yeah. For, right. for for not for not looking ahead at the uh, the list, you you nailed everything, yeah, Chris. Man. Dude, I've been talking fishing my whole life. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid. We like that. We like that. Yeah. Pretty That's much. awesome. All right. So uh, this is where we start wrapping things up. Uh, please let our listener know where to find the shop, where you're located, and how they okay. can find you on social media. Sure. So we're located at 830 Bay Avenue in Summers Point, right across from the world-famous Anchorage Tavern. Um, we're in a big blue building on the water. Again, you can pull up by car or by boat. Um it's Tight Lines Bait and Tackle. Our Facebook page is Tight Lines BNT North. We did have a South store at one point that I sold. Um, so we are only North now. We have I only have the one store. Um, and uh, again, it's under uh, Tight Lines BNT North. Uh, Instagram, we have Tight Lines Bait and Tackle. Um, and our Facebook page, I think we have like maybe six or 7,000 followers. Oh, well, here's, a, here's something that's pretty cool is we're we're putting in the wiring right now. We're going to set up a webcam mm. to, to show the bay 24 hours a day. That's, so that's, that's going to be, that's going to be key. You know what I mean? Like I have the facility, I have the, 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 the view I'm going to use it. So we got the equipment in yesterday. So we're setting up a live feed. I'm going to say by, we had to order one more part. He wasn't sure of, I'm going to say by the end of next week, we might be live. And um, I think we're going to set up a whole entire facebook and instagram page just for that and just call it like great great egg inlet live cam or something you know what i mean and and not even not even do it as like a tight lines thing but just do it as a whole separate entity because you know it's funny like with that daily video i get people that don't fish that watch it like i get people that come in and they're like oh i, I you know i'm a jogger and i wanted to see the weather today going over the nice street bridge so we <laughs> we're on your video every day we, we want to see the weather so it's like, you know, I think people will will appreciate a live feed that you can you can see the great egg and see that back bay churn at any point. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, again, 830 Bay Ave, Tight Lines, New Jersey, or Tight Lines, uh, Summers Point, New Jersey, Tight Lines, Bay and Tackle. I appreciate yeah. being on. Right. Any chance you can get that video close enough to the water so we can see the water? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so we're putting, <laughs> we're putting it, we're putting it, I think we're putting it at the end of the dock out in oh, the yeah. water. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're doing two feeds. So we're going to have like a, like a two camera section. Like when you go on, we're going to set up a, a site for it and have a live feed off Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to show one that's going to be more like a, like a, a far, like the whole Bay area. So you can kind of just see if it's white capping, but then at the end of the dock, we're talking about putting in just like one, like right there. So you can really, really get an idea of what you're working with that day. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Chris, it was an absolute pleasure having you on, man. You're, yeah, appreciate you're, you're it, great, man. 
Yeah, I appreciate you guys very much, man. Yeah, it's great, great being on here. I'll be sure to stop in here soon because I'm always looking for please do man things. Please, please do. I'd like I'd like to see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Thank you for coming on tonight, Chris. Yeah. Um, I'll Appreciate definitely it. be stopping in tomorrow before I head out just to chit chat and you know see what's awesome. going on over the shop. But um, once again, thank you for coming on with us, discussing things, helping all our listeners out. You know, guys. Anything once, I can do to help any of you. Once again, once again, guys, if you're listening out there and you're looking for a great local bait and tackle shop, please make sure you stop by Tight Lines. That Chris runs a very incredible shop, and he'll he'll lead you in the right direction. So. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks again. No problem. Well, you have a good night. And Thank then, you, uh, you too. When we'll check you guys out in probably uh, maybe a future uh, podcast. I want to. I want to see. I want to see a nice uh, sheepy man. Got to uh, bring one in for. Uh, Oh, I don't. I don't usually harvest them. It's a catch and release yeah. thing. But I'll yeah, I, I could. I, I could always send photos to you all the time. Pictures, man. yeah, pictures. That's what I need. Pictures. Cool. We can always go catch them right behind them, bring it in, weigh it in, and release it. You I can mean, catch I, them. You can use the back dock if you want. You can catch them right there. I guarantee. You. <laughs> I wouldn't be I'll surprised. Set, I'll, I'll put you on the live feed. How's that? Maybe we'll get one live. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're literally going to spot burn your dock. The right. ultimate spot burn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the ultimate spot burn I'm, off I'm, his I'm dock. Probably, I'm probably allowed to spot burn my dock. You can spot burn your dock. <laughs> yeah. you, right. If you set up some green lights, you might get some good bass there at night, too. Oh, they're they're there. Trust me. I've been out there many nights. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah. All right, guys. You have a good night, good, Chris. Good and, seeing uh, you again. Thank you. Most definitely. Thanks, well, we'll see you later. See you guys. All right, good night. All right, that was good stuff, man. That was definitely good stuff. You know what? I always enjoy bringing tackle shops on every, especially from every different areas of the uh, state, because every tackle owner is definitely different. Yeah. They have their own personalities, and I love it. Actually, some the, the tackle shop owners uh, so far that we've talked to have had some of the, the the bigger personalities out of the people we've talked to so far. Yeah, definitely. And carry a conversation like no other. And it's because they're doing it day every in, day, day out, mm-hmm. every five seconds to a new person. You know, it's 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 a sales position. So you're always selling yourself, you're selling your business and everything. So it, it kind of carries over to this platform, which is kind of cool. Now, pretty much. I mean, you have experience in this. You know, you used to be a salesman so you talking to people every day it's it helps in this podcast also sure yeah you, you're more comfortable like uh you know bouncing things off of one another without it being like this this crazy thing you know i still kind of get these the, this little nervous nervousness when we start one of these like am i going to screw something up but beyond that the talking to somebody is is it's like second nature at this point yeah i definitely feel it and then you know it's it's nice when you get a real person that's super comfortable yeah. on and you guys we can literally carry a conversation for hours if we wanted oh we could have talked to chris a lot no definitely he's a he's a wealth of knowledge there too so yeah well we gotta let him get his rest because you know he opens at 5 a.m yeah right <laughs> all right well everybody we uh, appreciate you tuning in once again you can find us at uh tide chasers podcast on facebook tide underscore chasers on instagram um and again Please, if you're going to be in that Summers Point, Ocean City area, or even a couple towns over south to, to the north, go check out Tight Lines Bait and Tackle there. He's got a ton of inventory. He won't it won't sell you short. He'll give you good intel. And, and it's just nice to keep supporting these local tackle shops as much as we can because they've been through it just like the rest of us. So let's keep, let's, keep, uh, let's keep some of these better ones with their doors open. Yep, exactly, guys. Just, you know, shop mom and pop shop support the locals you know they they've been there for many years they have all the knowledge they have you know 
whatever they can share with you, they will share with you. You know, they're not going to leave you like a damn set high and dry. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction as always. Tight lines, rating tackle is a very solid shop. Trust us. Head in there, talk to Chris, tell them Ty Chase just sent you guys over there. And, uh, you know, maybe you have a great day out there on the water. Besides that, me and Dan's going to wrap it up. Uh, once again, you guys get an opportunity. Like Dan said, check us out on Facebook at Ty Chasers Podcast, on Instagram at Ty underscore Chasers. And also our newest platform is Waypoint TV. Definitely check that out. They have a lot of shows and also our podcast with a lot of other elitists on there. Um, besides that, we're, we're going to make this a wrap. Tight lines, everybody. All right. Good night. Tight lines, everybody. <laughs>